You're listening to The Scope, a podcast dedicated to having open conversations about healthcare topics relevant to our patients and community. Today, we're talking about advanced directives. Let's get started. Hi, my name is Paul Hackbarth, and I'll be co-hosting The Scope podcast with Paige Heitman moving forward. Today, our guest is Marsha Wayman. She's the Director of Philanthropy with the Phelps Health Foundation. Welcome back to the show. Hey, great, thanks for having me, Paul. Yeah, we always love uh, having you here on the show, so we appreciate you coming back uh, and talking about that. For those who maybe uh, this is their first time listening or watching us on YouTube, uh, why don't you tell us a little, little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. I am from the nonprofit sector. I've been <laughs> serving the nonprofit sector for about 20 years, and wow. I've been at Phelps Health with the Phelps Health Foundation for almost six. So. Okay. So. And I just have a passion for the nonprofit nonprofit sector, you know, we really look to try to help solve some of those problems in the community and society in general, and we do so by connecting donors with mission. As we said today, we're talking about advanced directives. Um, it's a timely topic. Uh, we just actually just had National Healthcare Decisions Day, and we're both wearing our yes. buttons here. So, <laughs> um, so um, can you tell us, before we get into that, um, tell us a little bit about National Healthcare Decisions Day. It was just held on April 16th, is right, that right? Right, right. So, you know, this is something that we kind of got involved with last year, actually. So this is kind of our second year um, recognizing this particular uh, initiative. And really what National Healthcare Decisions Day is, it's really an opportunity for us to set aside time to talk about those important documents. And as healthcare, healthcare philanthropists, we're really looking not only at um, you know, spreading the word about the program that you, we use for um, you know, discussing advanced directives, but also looking at it from an estate planning perspective mm -hmm. because it does tie into legacy giving as well. So uh, Marsha, to start us off, um, can you give us just a brief overview? What are advanced directives, especially when we're talking about this? Sure, so. sure. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of different perceptions that come to mind when we start talking about yeah. it. So it's probably easier to start off by saying what we're not talking about. Okay. And those are advanced medical directives. We really want to leave that obviously to our healthcare team. Um, again, we're kind of looking at it more of an education and outreach from healthcare philanthropy as an industry. And so we use a program, it's nationally recognized, it's used a lot in healthcare, it's used a lot in hospice organizations that are nonprofits, and it's called Five Wishes. Okay. And really what it um, kind of helps facilitate is conversations about what they define as the top five wishes, which are identifying the person that you want to make care decisions for you when you can't. Um, the kind of medical treatment you want or don't want, and this is in very simplistic language. So this is not, you know, advanced medical terminology. It's just something that two people can have a conversation about and really understand the core of that conversation. Um, how to comfort, how to be comfortable, um, what people I want to treat me in certain ways, and how I want my loved ones to, to remember me as, and what I want them to know. And so those are kind of the five topics that Five Wishes covers. Okay. So. Alrighty. Yeah, and we have these um, great booklets um, that the foundation has, so um, we'll, we'll kind of be talking about this throughout the program here, but um, yeah, it seems very, um, would, would you say, um, when I was looking at this brochure, it seemed very, um, I, I don't want to say simple, but maybe more of a broad overview, mm -hmm. whereas your advanced medical directives with your doctor would be a little bit more detailed. Is absolutely, that correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a great perspective to have because this is really kind of the precursory okay. uh, document that you want to just start having those conversations with. And, and again, you know, having a, a day set aside National Healthcare Decisions Day, it's kind of like we do, we spend more time discussing taxes yeah. than we do talking about our future wishes and the legacy that we want to leave. So that's really how we kind of got involved in this. And, mm -hmm. 
you know, five wishes is really a very simplistic document so that you can start having those conversations. But if you are somebody who, you know, maybe a loved one is already in, you know, a position where they're in end of life, then obviously that's a whole different conversation. Uh, the idea of having education and outreach is that we can start having these conversations now when we're not in duress, when we're not trying to, you know, figure out what somebody would really want. We can have these conversations now and then they're, they're already part of those conversations and decision-making well in advance of when they're really needed. Okay, that's great. And because if you're like me, I don't make good decisions under stress. Absolutely, so, uh, absolutely. so if we can do that when it's before that absolutely. time, that'd be great, mm -hmm. so yeah. So Marsha, can you tell us why should um, anyone establish advanced directives? So. so we kind of touched on that briefly. And you know, basically, if you don't make those decisions known to those that you love, then the decision is going to be made for you. And that can be, whether you're talking about you know, healthcare decisions um, or you're talking about that legacy that you would like to leave. And I often use an example, we at the foundation typically will get legacy gifts. Sometimes we get gifts and there's no living relatives to these individuals. And so we're the recipient of these beautiful gifts, but we really don't know what that person intended. You know, or maybe what they started out thinking about maybe changed, you know, mm -hmm. but they just didn't have that conversation. And I use an example of someone who recently gave a gift. Their legal name was different than the name that they like to go by. And so by asking around, because they had no living relatives, we were able to find some close friends that said, oh, no, don't use that name. <laughs> oh. Use the name that they preferred. And yeah. there is even a part of Five Wishes that includes what would you like for your name oh. to be remembered as? What what do you want to be called? Oh, okay. So I think those are things that are important. Um, they're important in philanthropy. Yeah, so that's really interesting. All right, that's that's good information to know. So, so um, you touched a little bit briefly on this, but can you kind of talk about what the different types of advanced directives are, um, and and kind of um, how Five Wishes is maybe different than maybe um, um, some of these advanced medical directives right. we talked about? So, so Five Wishes again, you know, this is a nationally recognized program. So the benefit to that is if you're living in Missouri, maybe your family members are in another state. Mm -hmm it would be a program that would be recognized in those different areas. Um, there's also an opportunity for you to even store this within your own personal records. So we have the ability to store this even in my chart here at, oh. at Phelps Health, oh, which that's is great. really nice. So the different types of directives, again, you know, this is really more starting those initial conversations with loved ones. Now, this is a document that if it is notarized in the state of Missouri, it does become a legal document. Okay. So it's as simple as getting it notarized. And each oh. state is different, so I only mention that because you know that's just something unique about Missouri. And the thing that's interesting about this particular brochure is that it will outline that information in it. So okay. you'll know that. You don't have to guess and look at it. You can look at this document and then maybe you want to update an estate plan or maybe you want to dive deeper into some of the questions that they ask about some of those healthcare issues. Then you can either meet with a, you know, your medical professional or even an attorney. So there's a lot of other people that can be involved in making that a legal document. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so um, uh, something you said uh, made me think of this question. So um, if somebody has already made an advanced directive, um, they can still change it um, or can't maybe cancel it at any time? Or Absolutely. They... So again, the beauty of having this recognition day each year is it's a time to revisit okay. so maybe you have partially finished this maybe your situation has changed in a year and i use this as an example i didn't even think about it till i realized we were going to be talking about this i've recently changed physicians so mm -hmm. part of that is the next time i go visit that physician i want to let them know i've updated this information and so that they have a copy of this as well 
And so, you know, anytime you update your situation, you move, okay. maybe, maybe you've been divorced or you've gotten married or maybe the adult child that you had wanted to originally speak on your behalf has moved to another state. You know, there's just all kinds of things to keep, you know, in the back of your mind when you revisit each year. Okay. So mm -hmm. as we all know, life changes. It so, changes. So you'll need to make sure that this document mm -hmm. is reflects those absolutely, changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, so if somebody um, does not have an advanced directive, can a person's uh, family, uh, relative, friend, um, whoever that may be, can they just decide for that person without that advanced directive? Or so you know, we have to be careful when we're talking about maybe an advanced medical directive. That's going to be a conversation with whoever is with that person. Person at that time. Okay. So it kind of goes back to the earlier statement that if you haven't made the decision and made that known, absolutely there may be somebody speaking on your behalf, but it may not truly be what you would have wanted. Okay. So yes, they can speak in certain situations when you can't speak on behalf of your yourself, but you know, if there's a way to circumvent that, uh, you know, I, I can tell you a million people that I've talked to, if they had 2020 hindsight. <laughs> Yeah. You know, they would have taken the time to have even some of those basic conversations. So. Okay, gotcha. So mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. That's, that's great advice. So, um, so Marsha, can you tell us a little bit, bit about um, what does someone need to consider before making it? making an advanced directive. So, that is uh. a great question. <laughs> and I think the best way to answer that is that everybody's situation is different. Okay. So all of us are in different life stages. We have different... Um, you know, we have different uh, benefactors. Yeah. Some of us have children. Some of us have pets. Yes. I always <laughs> let people know that sometimes there's other things that you may not be thinking about. Yeah. Like if something were to happen to me, you know, who would I want to be, you know, not only speaking on my behalf, but, but taking care of those other life decisions as well. Okay. So yeah. I think everybody's situation is different. And again, the beauty of the five wishes is, you know, it goes through those different five areas and it even gives you the opportunity, like they list certain things that maybe you haven't thought about. You can mark through those. If those don't apply to you, you just simply mark through them. Oh, okay. So it kind of helps you think through it without having to reinvent the wheel. Right. So well, you're you're yeah. making you're making this five wishes sound very uh, very easy. So which is <laughs> it good. Is very so easy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good to know. So all righty. So um, so um, is there anybody I should notify about um, once I make my advance directive? Who who should be notified about that? So. so again, you know, depending on your situation, you know, obviously if you've had conversations with someone, maybe you've designated a spouse yes. or an adult child to to kind of be your you know speak on your behalf okay. you know in the event that happens make sure that they know you've completed this document make sure they have a copy if you do have a will or an estate plan make sure that that's part of that conversation and documentation as well and you know as we referred to earlier let your primary care physician know that you've completed something like this because I know um, when an emergency happens the first thing they do is look for next of kin you know someone to to speak on your behalf and if they have that in advance it makes that process so much easier not only for the person involved but their loved ones as well okay so that is I mean at the very core of it the very basic information you would want to to really think through okay so, mm -hmm. um, and I, I think you mentioned this earlier you said you can also upload it to your uh, my chart uh, patient absolutely. portal which I think is absolutely a, uh, and what I like to remind people is you know once you have shared that document remember that document stays until you update it so just okay. you know <laughs> again when we try to 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 educate the the public each year around the month of April that's really what we're hoping to do 
you know, if you're thinking about these things, kind of like you're doing your taxes, right. <laughs> you know, you might as well revisit your five wishes. And if any updates are made, you know, make sure that everybody that's involved in that is, is notified. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's great advice. I love it. So. Alrighty. Um, so, Marsha, um, can we get into a little bit about the, what, what is the process for um, initiating an advanced directive? How, how would you go about doing that? So, so, so we are offering the five wishes complimentary to anyone who would like a copy of it. So anyone who is interested in, in getting a copy, we're happy to mail that to them. They can stop by our office, um, request a copy. And, you know, really just kind of start looking at it and start really thinking about those questions. You know, the nice thing about it is you can you know, obtain the information and really think through the questions that it's asking. You really think through those things. And, um, you know, once you've made your decisions, then it kind of walks you through on who you would notify oh. for what um, and what you would need to do if you needed to update information. So it really does do the thinking for you. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's great. So I know the, these, I think, can sometimes be tough conversations, and I think a lot of people put this off because they just don't yeah. want to think about this. Absolutely. But, um, as Absolutely. you were saying, um, to, to have this stuff in place maybe before something happens, mm -hmm. um, I think it's just so important um, to make sure you're having these art discussions because it, it is, it's better to, um, I, I, it's, it's tough conversations, but they're important ones. They're so. tough, and mm. again, the language within Five Wishes is very straightforward. Well, that's it's, good. It's very easy, and, you know, it's empowering because once you look through it and you think okay that wasn't so bad <laughs> now I know and I can kind of rest easy for a little bit and, yeah. and know that we've had those conversations and maybe they weren't so difficult after all yeah that's great yeah. I love I love how you said that to tie this back in with um, um, the Phelps Health Foundation um, how can advanced directives be beneficial to um, foundations like like our like our oh. Phelps Health Foundation so, so absolutely we mentioned it earlier in the conversation about how overall um, estate planning includes directives, advanced okay. directives as a part of that, but it also includes your legacy giving. So any kind mm -hmm. of you know estate gift that you want to give to the charity of your choice, whether it's the foundation or another organization, um, that is part of that overall process. And so whenever we start talking to donors about what they want their legacy to be in terms of philanthropic giving, we want to make sure that if we've had those conversations that we really understand where they want those gifts to go. That's really important to us. And I mentioned a couple of, of individuals earlier that we didn't know that we were mm -hmm. going to be getting those gifts. So we really couldn't honor those gifts fully in the mm -hmm. way we know that if we had had a conversation a few years ago and, mm -hmm. and knew exactly what they were wanting to do with that, um, there's a certain sense of empowerment and peacefulness mm -hmm. in that. Oh, yeah. So, so that's great. So um, yeah, so that uh, it just goes back to just letting you guys know ahead of time. And, absolutely, uh, so, yeah. and we include it's a form that we include, and it is not a legally binding document. And I always okay. like to to put that out there because sometimes that, that makes people nervous. You yeah. know, I'm signing my <laughs> my future estate away. All it is is a, a statement of intent, and it just notifies us that yes, we've had this conversation. You know, we want to at some point leave a legacy gift to the foundation upon our passing. And all this is is allows us to, number one, know that that gift might be forthcoming. It also gives us an opportunity to recognize how that person wants to be recognized. You know, like I gave yes. the example of the person who did not want to go by their legal name. You know, if they want to go by their nickname or, or whatever, then we can establish that early on. And it allows us to really properly steward those gifts. Um, and then they can just rest easy. They've made those decisions, they've had those conversations, and we'll honor what they have asked us to honor, and, and they can just 
stop thinking about it for right. a while. Yeah, that's great. I love that. So, alrighty. So, well, um, we're about to wrap up here, um, but before we do, um, I, I know the foundation has some events coming up. Um, so, um, if you want to talk about what can we look forward to, I know there's some sure. things coming up over the next couple months. So, so. we are busy. So we've moved into a new location. Okay. So we are slowly reintroducing ourselves to our donors and the public and people okay. that maybe we hadn't seen previously during okay. COVID and during you know office changes and office movements and everything. But we just wrapped up our Grateful Patient campaign in March for Doctors' Day. Okay. And this is an opportunity for um, donors and community supporters to recognize their physicians for just you know great service and just words of encouragement. We'll be hosting a similar campaign in May for our nurses. Okay. Uh, nurses Week is typically the second week in May. Yes, and. So. We're not going to stick with a week. We're going to stick with an entire month <laughs> because we have so many fabulous yeah. nurses. So that will be an opportunity for the community to recognize their nurses and caregivers that have helped them. That's great. Um, we're also going to be hosting the annual butterfly release, oh, yeah. which is in May. That will be May 21st, and that is at Huffman's Field of Flowers in St. James. Okay. And then right around the corner from there is golf on June 10th. Okay. So for all those golfers out there who are looking for sunny, <laughs> rain-free days, it is hopefully yeah. around the corner. Yeah, so yeah we'll have our fingers crossed we'll our fingers uh, for, crossed. for good weather for those <laughs> events. So yeah, those those are, especially the butterfly release and the golf tournament, those are great events. So, they are great um, events. Yeah, and so. we're really you know pleased with the support that the community provides for those. So we're looking forward to seeing everybody there. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So, all righty. Well, to wrap up, um, I just have one last question, Marsha, um, since um, there's so many ways I know with the foundation and that the community can get involved. Um, can you kind of talk a little bit about how can the community give back to the foundation? So. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have such an amazing community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just even volunteering time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, of course, financial support is always wonderful. Being advocates for us, and you know, I always say when we work for the foundation. You know, it's never about us. We are really that liaison and that conduit from the public and the donor to the hospital mission. So any opportunity to, to even ask questions, you know, what are you doing? What, what are the projects or what are the needs of the, the community and the organization? You know, have those conversations. Our, our doors open. Okay, so. that's awesome. So yeah, and your doors are open in your, in your they new are house. They so. new house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah. So, all righty. So, uh, well, uh, Marsha, um, uh, I think we're about out of time. So, okay. uh, but thanks for um, stopping by and again, and talking about this very important topic. Um, this is uh, great information as always. So we appreciate you uh, sharing this uh, as, as always. So. I appreciate being here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, all righty. Well, thanks for tuning into The Scope. Uh, if you liked our show and want to know more, check out phelpshealth.org.